0: During the season of Lent, and as we saw in today's readings, death and resurrection are very much on the church's mind, and on the on our mind today, the death and resurrection. The season of Lent is really entering into Jesus' death, and then what is the Easter season? The Easter season is entering into his resurrection, so death and the resurrection are on our mind. Particularly now with the coronavirus, death is maybe even more on our mind, uh, you know, seeing, hearing that people are, have died, now, I hear that it's over 2,000 people have died from the coronavirus in our country alone. So, um, that, that's really on our mind. But when we listen to today's readings, we recognize that, that God has His hand in everything. That every evil event that has happened in the history of humanity, God has had His hand in it. And what I mean by that, or what I don't mean by that, is God is not the one that's causing the evil. But he has his hand in it, used, taking the evil, turning it on its head, and making something good come out of it. Of course, the best example would be Jesus' own death. He takes, God takes Jesus' death, and he transforms it into our salvation. We're able to enter into heaven thanks to Jesus dying for us. I also think, though, with God having his hand in everything, particularly you know, in this coronavirus that good things are going to take place from this there's been you know sort of a bit of humor in it that that nine months from now there's going to be more babies being born than uh, than usual someone else said that there's going to be a number of vocations coming from this uh, from this time period and i believe that's true the reason being is when death is so much more in our mind we we let go of that the distractions much more easily when we recognize that we're going to die and that time is short, then, then immediately we put the first things first and second things second. We all know that we're going to die, whether that's uh, this year, whether that's 90 years from now. We all know what's going to happen, and we must be ready when that time should come. But knowing that God has his hand in it and that he's going to, to bring something good out of whatever happens in our life. Uh, Of course we can unite our hearts to the good Lord and it can come about even more quickly. Something also that is good with this um, coronavirus is all across multiple nations, all of humanity is recognizing that we have one enemy, ultimately one enemy, and that's death. Now death is our enemy. And why, why are people afraid during this time? It's because we're, we're afraid of dying. Death is our enemy, but what's happening is cultures of the world are finally being able to come together in ways that they never have in the past. And they're able to, to really put all this effort towards saving lives, just on a, a human standpoint or a, a this world standpoint. But of course, what we must remember is that that saving lives ultimately is Jesus saving lives, saving our, our hearts from death, saving our hearts from eternal damnation, and that's what ultimately matters. So so during this time, really really feeding yourself spiritually is, is quite important. Death is our common enemy, and at the last day, of course, Jesus himself is going to overcome death forever, even within us. He has conquered death within his own body, but he will conquer death within ours too one day. I want to speak about this, our gospel reading. It's rather lengthy. Remember two Sundays ago was a very long gospel reading. Last Sunday it was as well, this Sunday is again. There's this beautiful imagery, you know, first there was Jesus, you know, bringing about the thirst in our hearts for him. He brings about the thirst in this woman's heart who's coming to the well. Last week, we see this man who's physically ill, and Jesus stirs within this man faith, and then the man is healed. This week, which I want to speak about, is, is Lazarus, this this man dying, and then, and then Jesus, God, raises him from the dead. God turns him back alive. So in mentioning that, Notice how this story follows. So when Jesus first hears about the illness of Lazarus, this man whom he loved greatly, the two sisters of Lazarus, Martha and Mary, who, who Jesus stayed with multiple times as he was traveling and stayed there at their place with his disciples and they cared for him, provided him food and, and so forth. Um, these people that he loved, Jesus hears word from Martha and Mary that Lazarus is sick. And, and when he's told that, I love his response. He says, This illness is not to end in death, but it is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. There it is. God using something uh, bad, death, and he's going to bring something good about it, for the glory of God. Finally, when Jesus decides to go back to Jerusalem, even though the scribes and the Pharisees were trying to kill him, even though his disciples said, Don't go back there. Jesus decides, I'm going to go back to Jerusalem because of his great love for Lazarus. So he goes back, and when he meets Martha and Mary, notice what happens in in his humanity. That Jesus has a human heart, and he's perturbed, even to the point of weeping. Jesus wept, it says, that Jesus weeps at death. The reason Jesus weeps at death is twofold. First of all, his great love for humanity. Jesus, God's great love for humanity, and how humanity decided to enter into death. Now all of us, our first parents, children, all experience death. And Jesus is sad, he weeps, and he weeps with Martha and Mary and those, the others He's perturbed at, at what's going on within humanity. We weren't meant for death. So he, he has this human heart. The, God's humanity in Jesus Christ shares in everything that's going on within our lives. He's not a distant God, but he feels with us. He's affected by what goes on. And then as he comes to the tomb, you know, even as, as Martha, you know, is trying to say, you know, we can't roll that stone away. We can't, we can't do that. What ends up happening is, is Jesus avoids the distractions and he goes right to the matter. He wants to bring about life, not death. And he says, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And then they move the stone away. And then I love what Jesus does. Jesus Jesus only speaks out loud to the Father in prayer a, a few times throughout the scriptures. Remember that when he, he multiplies the loaves and the fishes, that, that Jesus turns to the Father and he speaks out loud for all the disciples to hear, and when he speaks out loud, he, he thanks the Father for all the good things that the Father gives to humanity. And then what ends up happening is those loaves and the fish become multiplied and Jesus feeds the hungry. Something changes within reality on this earth. And here, as as um, Lazarus is dead in the tomb, Jesus, again, he speaks to the Father. But he thanks the Father for what's about to happen. And, and it's not just like, you know, Jesus, you know, human, uh, this human being taking this prayer and kind of like throwing it up to God and hopefully God will catch it, you know, Or, you know, that image of, you know, there's fence and you imagine, you know, someone's on the other side of the fence and the person, you kind of throw the message over the fence and hopefully the person's going to find the message over there. It's not like that. But the Father actually hears Jesus' prayers. The Father hears the prayer of humanity. Jesus speaks out loud to the Father. Humanity speaks out loud to the Father. And our God hears. Or God hears humanity's voice. And then this, you know, this next phrase that Jesus says, it's it's great because for anybody who knows the the Bible, it immediately calls you back to the beginning of creation when God says, let there be light, and then light takes place. When God says something, it happens. It also, of course, reminds us of of the maps, you know, when, when Jesus says... This is my body, it becomes his body. When, when Jesus says to the dead man, Lazarus, come out. The, last, the, the man has to come out, Lazarus has to come out. The dead man came out, it says, tied hand and foot with burial bands. He can't walk out, Lazarus is not walking out of the tomb, because he's tied. But this dead man sort of floats out of the tomb. Because it has to obey the, the creator The creature has to obey the creator And then Jesus says Untie him and let him go And Lazarus is once again alive I want to I close with this Right now Our father in heaven is hearing the prayer of humanity. Our Father is hearing our prayers. God's not distant at all during this time. And he's hearing the prayers of your of your heart. Many of you would, would gladly be here in these pews today. You would gladly, and your heart aches to be here physically. The Father hears that prayer. Now, our Father's going to grant that prayer. I don't know when, but it's going to be for His great glory. That one day this is going to pass. And know that your prayers are not going unanswered or unheard. But all of our prayers, Jesus speaking in, with the voice of humanity. Praise to the Father, and He asks us, or He asks the Father on our behalf, that humanity might be blessed during this time. That good things come out of this, this crazy event. That the evil of sickness, the evil of death, is going to be conquered in the resurrection. So during this Lent, we lift our hearts in prayer. We turn to our Father and we thank Him for His great glory. We thank Him for hearing our prayers. So let me, let me and I invite you to join your hearts to me as well in this prayer. Heavenly Father, we know that you hear us and we thank you for hearing us. Some of us are afraid. Some of us are concerned, anxious. Heavenly Father, please bring peace to humanity's heart. Please bring peace to our heart. Help us to believe. Come, Holy Spirit, that our hearts may be filled with the fire of your love. Come, Holy Spirit, that the distractions may be dispelled from our midst. That we may truly see the passing of our time and long for that which is to come come my spirit that we may see the distractions in our lives those things that during this time of being at home that drops towards them come my spirit dispel these distractions by first giving us a desire for what is good a desire to pray desire to pray for those who are alone today. A very special way we lift up those who are so anxious about death. Whenever that day comes, Lord, bring peace to their hearts. Heavenly Father, pour forth your Holy Spirit upon those who desire to receive your sacraments, that they may be filled spiritually with all the graces necessary for salvation. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's pray at Hail Mary for our, our governors during this time, that they may make wise decisions. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for Amen. our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.